Coming up in this episode, Randy and I are going to talk about some motorcycle etiquette and how not to be a dick. Is that possible? I don't know, but we'll try. (laughs) So stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, one of the greatest times to ride the Ozarks is springtime. Thing is, everybody is out riding and driving. Two wheels, four wheels, be sure to put Brad Bradshaw's phone number, 417-333-3333, in your phone. More folks out riding and driving means more opportunities for accidents. They may be taking pictures of the foliage with their phones and not watching out for you. In fact, you better believe that that's exactly what they're doing. Well, Brad's a physician, surgeon, and a lawyer, a trifecta. So after the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Remember, save his number, 417-333-3333. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take a toll on your ride. So whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is Wee Willie Randy Lewis. Yeah, what a do, Cletus. Cletus is doing nothing. I'm having a hard time staying awake. Yeah. I have an excuse, though. I'm old. <laughs> That's true. You know, dinner time at four, get the blue plate special. Yeah, throw some Matlock on the TV and you'll be out cold. Murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. Yeah, she's fine, yo. <laughs> I hate, God, I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you've had a good week? Man, it's been a trying week. It's been a trying couple months, truthfully. Your spring fever is getting to you. Work, 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 work on other people's bikes. And what are you riding <laughs> your bike? Yeah, Nowhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's start this particular podcast off. I forgot to mention it in the opening, but here it is. Uh, so, relax. Our featured ride, and that one is an Arkansas ride. You'll find it on page one on the Arkansas ride maps of OzarkRides.com. And it's called the Green Forest to Clarksville. Now, don't do like Randy and go, it's not on there. It's not on there. I can't find it. And as soon as I pick up my phone to show him where it's at, he goes, oh, oh yeah, never mind. There it is. My so, dyslexic ass can't read, I guess. <laughs> I'm tired and you're drinking Jameson. So uh, we've got our excuses. There's not enough in the world. So this is an 85-mile ride. It's one of my favorites. It starts off there at uh, Arkansas 62 and 103. Right if you on, don't know where right that on. is, well, tough shit. Look it up, for God's sakes. 
can't hold your hand every day. Yeah, I'm not your dad, dad. <laughs> That's right. And I'd like to say it's a straight shot south on 103 and Arkansas 21 to Clarksville, which is actually a misnomer because when you start this ride, it looks like just you yeah, can get on it yeah. and take a bead line and hit the throttle. But kids, this ride is a twisty switchback and it'll sneak up on you. It is a fun ride. And the best part about the ride, this is coming from an old fat man, is the Burger Barn. Yeah. The Ozone Burger Barn, about three quarters of the way down. It's a little, what would you call that, a shed? Yeah, a little... Uh, you know those little portable buildings yeah, you put your lawnmower yeah. in in the backyard? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it is extraordinarily popular because they've got picnic benches out there. And this guy can throw down with his food. Yeah, this ride reminds me of one of those lady boys from Thailand. You start on it and you think you're getting one thing. Then once you get into the thick of it, you realize it's completely different. Okay, so I'm going to ask, what the hell is a lady boy from Thailand? Yeah, it's the. <laughs> I got a lot of old war guys that are my buddies. <laughs> And they always talked about you go to the houses that house multiple women-ish. Ish. <laughs> Never mind, I know what you're talking about now. They, they look like a lady, but then you get in there and it's a boy. <laughs> what do they so, used to call it? A freak with a little too much of each and not enough of neither. Yeah, possibly. I mean, if yeah, you are one, We're going to get hate emails. Well, just save your time because <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, exactly. So you start out on the ride if you're headed south. And it, like you said, it looks like a drag strip. I mean, the, that trick is straight for what? For about six miles. Six miles, you think? Six okay. miles. He's up. I knew I shouldn't have given you a straw with your drink. Shut the front door. But then but then it vastly goes into curves, and there's a huge switch back towards the other end of it. I mean, it's just one of those that if you've never been on it. It's like a crazy woman. At first you think, you know what? Oh, this is great. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. <laughs> then all of a sudden, bam! You put a ring on it, and shit changes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just ladies. feel this podcast has gone south in a rapid yeah, direction. Yeah. And we're going to be in trouble. Back to topic. It's an amazing ride. It's a good ride. Yeah. And it ends up in Clarksville. You know, when I go down to Arkansas, it's actually my favorite place to hold up at. You know, if I'm really? going to have to stay overnight or anything like that. Because I like the uh, place that I stay at down there. And right a walking distance across the parking lot is the world's greatest uh, Mexican restaurant. Oh, man. Is you know, straight you know when the waiter, oh, when they don't even speak English and you got to point at the menu, you're getting something good then. Is that yeah. politically incorrect? Nah, who gives a shit? I don't care. Again, save your emails. It, you're not going to change my mind. Is. All right, it just is what it's it is. Just suck it. So we're going to talk a little bit about today motorcycle etiquette, both on the road and off the road. Uh, one of my pet peeves are... I'm not really exactly sure. Now, give me a second because I'm old and I have to think about what I want to say and what I actually say sometimes don't Doesn't always work. jive. Well, that's a good segue into a sip of Jameson. That's a sip of Jameson. Hear the tinkling yeah. of the ice. Some people that think they're badass bikers. Now, we're not talking about badass bikers. We're talking about people that think they're badass bikers. <laughs> the dude with the fingerless gloves and 1,800 miles logged on his bike and it's like 12 years old. Yeah. Is that the ones you're talking about? Or what do they call them? Posers. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the term. You all understand what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. And then there's the ones that think that the world revolves around them. And I'm kind of segueing a little bit into coming into your Son, shop. dude. And holy crap, you've got one man operation, 30 bikes, 
And the one guy comes in and says, well, why aren't you catering to me? Why aren't? Yeah. And then I pull out a stack of no joke. I mean, this is absolutely no lie. Like I'll stay at least two months. This is a, this is going to be a uh, therapy session for Randy. He's going to vent kids. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Mr. Lewis go have at it. Huh? So I'll just give you a little example, a little story, so to speak. Of Hold the names to one, protect the innocent. Yeah, one of my encounters this particular week. So like you said, I literally, I've counted, because after this I was just irritated to freaking no end, it seemed like. I literally have 29 motorcycles and 12 ATVs or off-road vehicles in my tiny-ass shop right now. Now that's just at my shop. Most people don't know this, but to try to keep up, I also have probably... Let me think about this. One trike, two motorcycles, four four-wheelers, and a UTV, two UTVs actually, in my house. So what I do to try to keep up with business and keep up with workflow when it gets pretty busy is I'll take a lot of stuff out to my house. I'll log my normal nine-hour, ten-hour day at the shop, come home, eat dinner, do the family thing, put the kids in bed, and then literally work till one or two o'clock in the morning on stuff at my house just to try to keep stuff caught up. So I get this kid... This person, rather. Um, I'm not super pissed off at him. It just is what it is. It seems like it's his first experience with a shop or, you know, with a motorcycle in general. So what I do at my shop is you pay for your parts up front so I don't get hung out to dry on your shit when you're a flake. I order them all in. Because I'm limited on space, I don't store your motorcycle. I'm not in the storage business or UTV, ATV, dirt bike, whatever it is. So what I do is we order your parts and I tell everybody this, as soon as all your parts show up to do your job, I will call you and then we will schedule it in for what works for your schedule and, you know, a time frame on when I have an opening. I freaking cut corners and work my ass into the dirt trying to get people in and get people out, you know, when there's small job services, tire changes, things like that, even though I have a two month backlog, I'll work that stuff through. I try to schedule so many hours in a day for stuff just like that. So kid shows up in my shop and he drops off some stuff for his bike. And he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I also want to do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. They don't understand that that absolutely F's my scheduling up because if I have a two hour job log that you said you wanted to do, and now it turns into a five hour job, where the hell does those two other two hours come from? You know, it, it, it puts more strain on me. Either I got to come in early or I got to put something else off. And then you keep getting backed up and backed up and backed up. So I'm talking with him I'm like, all right, you know, cool. I'll, I'll make it happen. Whatever. You know, your wish is my command. Uh, well, that's what that you're in that you're in that line of work. That's your business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not too big of a deal. But then he comes out and says, hey, I just feel like you're putting me off. And I feel like because I'm from the city you're not wanting to help me out or do anything for me. And I'm like, whoa, hold the phone, son. I don't give a shit where you're from. You got a dollar bill in your pocket and you need some work done. I'm going to do my best to make you happy because I'm, I'm super huge on repeat business. Yeah, I could probably be like most other shops and rookie for one job and then never see you again. But what I'm trying to create is a huge network of everybody that is absolutely in love with the work and they continuously come back. It's like a little dope dealer. That's how you stay open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to I want to feed you a little bit here and there so you keep coming back for the product, you know? So I'm like, man, you know, I don't know why you would think that. I, I apologize. I never meant to make you feel like that, like doing my therapy session with the dude. 
And like, that's not the case is at that all. Is that what that lounge couch in your office is for? <laughs> Shit, man. That's for me to take a nap at two o'clock in the morning so I can wake up and do it all over again. So I was just literally like, you know, I, I don't know where this is coming from type of thing. I apologize. Trying to bend over backwards, make him feel good about it. And he's still on it. And I'm like, finally, I just drew a line. I'm like, look, dude, I don't know what's happened. You know, you're talking about what he did mention. This is said, I don't care what's happening in your personal life. Like who screwed you over? Who has not Whatever. I said, I'm in business for a reason. And that's to produce a great quality of work, make money and just continue rolling on status quo. Right. So I said, you know, look, I don't give a shit where you're from, how old you are, what bike you have, what bike you don't have. I said, I can only do so much at one given time. And your parts aren't even here. Yeah. And I told him, I said, I'm still waiting on one part. And it's not like I'm waiting on a spark plug where I can go get freaking something at Napper or O'Reilly's, right? I'm waiting on his fork seals. That was one of the biggest reasons why he was bringing it in is, you know, it started out with one thing and ended up with 20 things. I'm like, I'm waiting on your fork seals. Well, I made the mistake of saying a fork seal and instantly dude's like, well, I didn't realize they sold them not in kits. And I'm like, they do. I just, you know, I'm waiting on your fork seals. That's all I'm waiting on. Okay. Showed him the rest of his parts. Well, I showed him his tires rather. I'm like, your tires are in, this is in, this is in, but I'm waiting on this. And I'm a very literal person. When I told you, I will call you as soon as everything is in, you know, because of course he's on a limited time frame too. He can only do Saturdays. Like sure. he can only drop it off and pick it up on Saturdays. So if I get it done on Saturday afternoon, this dude's back in Kansas City and he's not showing up for another week. Well, again, doesn't realize I've got to F around with this bike for a whole nother week when it's done, waiting to get paid and it's taking up space in my shop. You know, people don't think about that shit. We talk about etiquette, you know, when you go to a shop, think about what they're having to deal with and what they're wanting to do. It's not solely just about you. I think it's a breakdown in society in general. No kidding. I mean, people used to consider others. Right. Think about right, other right. people. Well, before I open my big fat trap, maybe I ought to look at it from their perspective. But yeah. nowadays they don't. It's all about me, me, me. Right. Addition and subtraction. This is freaking trigonometry. Okay. There's a lot more moving parts to it. Luckily, I mean, the kid's a great, he seems like a great kid. Um, and I explained it to him. I said, look, you are worried about one motorcycle yours and yours only and if it doesn't work out for you or you're all you're thinking about all day is one motorcycle i said now turn around and look around at my shop you see how much stuff is sitting in here and outside like i literally have to move stuff out to be able to work for the day i said that's what i have to think about and i rattled off i said i'm i'm thinking about 29 motorcycles you know all these atvs and utvs i said that's what i have to deal with and if i had to call and text everybody on every single project that I'm working on right now, every single day, just to tell them that their part's not in yet. So I'd never get off the phone. I would never be able to get work done. I said, on top of that, I literally tell everybody that comes through the shop, I will call you as soon as your parts show up to schedule you in. I've heard that a many times and it sounds like a recording. You say it's so... Oh, it's it's just one of those things. It's as common as hello and goodbye, you know? And the kid, I mean, luckily the kid was like, oh, you know, I didn't think about that. Now that you explain it to me, I understand. And I'm like... And you're just using this kid as an example. This is, this is common. I mean, it yeah, happens a lot. Yeah, it really does. You know, and I feel for you guys. Um, another instance is... I had a chick call me about a four wheeler and she's like, Hey, do you have an opening today? I just need a carb cleaned out. It's just not, it's leaking gas. I'm like, yeah, you know, I could probably squeeze you in sometime around three 30. If you want to, you can hang out. Otherwise you'll have to be back by five to pick it up. 
because this is not something I had on the books to do. This is not something I want to store. Oh, yeah, no problem. Well, you literally don't have room to store. Yeah, people don't realize once they it's see. It's a small little place. I mean, you're building yeah. another place. Yeah. But until then, you've got, it's a closet. <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. So she shows up, and I'm with another customer, and she's getting all huffy and like, I need you to help me unload this. I'm like, I understand. I will. No problems. Glad to do it. But I need to finish up with this guy. You know, I'm not going to, it's not just about you. You know, he was here first. I've been with him for 20 minutes. I need to finish up with him and I'll come get you. So I go and unload it. And she's like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, oh, I don't have the ignition key. I don't have this. I don't have that. It's got a gas leak. And she's sitting in the parking lot. I'm like, hey, your gas leak's not from the carburetor. It's from your fuel tank. You got a hole in your fuel tank. I said, we need to replace it. What do you want to do? Well, I don't know. Just fix the gas leak. And I'm like, I'm telling you, the gas leak is a hole in your fuel tank. We need to put a new fuel tank on it, essentially. Because it was bad enough and it was rusted out on the inside that it just wasn't worth the effort to try to refurbish that one. And I wasn't going to be able to do it in the five seconds that she wanted me to do it in. So she's like, okay, well, let me call so-and-so. So I wait around and wait around and wait around. And she's yelling at her kid in the truck and talking on the phone and I said whenever you get it figured out let me know I'm gonna go back to work so she comes in and she was like okay well just replace the fuel tank but you know I need this as fast as I can I said okay you know I apologize that you know it's gonna take a little bit of a delay I've got to order it I gotta find it in your price range instead of buying brand new order it wait for it to come in and then put it on you know I don't think you understand right now that you don't have one sitting on the side there yeah yeah exactly Everybody wants me to house every single part for every motorcycle ever made. And it's just not how it works. So I'm like, why don't you go get me the ignition switch key? Because I'm not going to be able to test this thing without the key and uh, figure out what you want to do. I'll take care of it from there. No issues. So she shows back up. She goes, well, here's the key. I don't know why you need it. I'm like, well, do you want me to make it run? Well, yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't make it run without being able to start it up. So I'm like, hey, I'm sorry for the inconvenience that you forgot your dang key, but in order to start it, I need your, I need your key. So then literally no joke. I get through all that mess. The very next day I get a phone call from her husband or boyfriend or whatever he is to now, her. Did she leave the, the vehicle yeah, there with yeah, you? She left it. That which, was kind of defeating the whole purpose. Yes. It wasn't supposed to be like that. Um, so he calls me the next day and says, Hey, do you have that fuel tank in? No, is it done? She did not. And I said, what? Well, I wanted to know if you got my, my four-wheeler done. I'm like, who's this for? Like, at first, like, just completely flabbergasted that anyone even would even think that that's possible. And I'm like, are you talking about that TRX 300? She said, yeah, yeah. Do you have the fuel tank in? Is it done and ready yet? And I said, no, homeboy. I've, I've ordered a fuel tank for it. I don't have one This was here. her husband? Yeah. This is so over the top. I'm, 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 if I didn't know you, I would yell bullshit. No, I mean, it, it is absolutely insane. And I run into that situation a lot. The wife will call me and I'm having a conversation on the God phone. God knows what she or he is telling their spouse. And that's what it is. I can hear him talking to her in the background, telling her what to say to me. And I'm like, a lot of the times I'm like, look, just let me talk to him. Well, he's not good on the phone. I'm like, I can hear that mother trucker in the background asking all this stuff. I can hear him. It's the same thing. Let me hear it from the horse's mouth. Like, is he such a, uh, I don't know how to say it. I want to say a lot of different words. 
is he the type of person, I guess, that's going to let his woman take care of anything and then be the guy that bitches in the background? You know what I mean? Like, dude, like the etiquette that we're talking about is, is have some respect for what you're wanting and what you're doing. Understand that magic is fake. It's a sleight of hands. Okay. I'm not freaking out here shit unicorn dust and stuff like that. Like there's no magic to it. I have certain things I have to do. There's a lot of things out of my control. Shipping right now is stupid with COVID. Stuff that was getting here next day air in two days is taking seven and eight days. You know, there's no tracking numbers on a lot of stuff anymore because nobody knows when it will get picked up, when it will get shipped out. Everything is COVID's fault. But in this case, it is. <laughs> it legit is. Like, I spend a lot of money daily on parts and then have to sit and wait for them to show up. And who's the guy that's the asshole holding the bag? It's me. You know, people think that I just have some magic wand that I can get all this stuff and get it to my shop right this second. And then I'm going to fix theirs right now when, you know, you're two months behind home slice. Like there's more stuff going on than what you just want. So, you know, have some idea of what's going on. You know, you go to McDonald's. If there's a line, you don't get pissed because you don't get to go straight to the front of the line. It shocks me how many people I see that do that. Yeah, you They're wait mad in line. because they have to wait. Right. You wait in line, you put your order in, you pay your freaking money, and then you get your food in the order it was received. <laughs> but it's just one of those things like have some respect for everybody else around you. The world does not revolve around you. Understand the process of how stuff happens. And say you do go into a shop, and it's not just mine. If you go into a shop and there's one bike being worked on, they're not busy and they're probably not busy for a reason, especially this time of year. If you go into a shop and there's 50 motorcycles sitting around, 12 guys in there, everybody's being talked to, understand that this is not magic. Like you're going to have to wait in line. You're going to have to deal with the time frame. I'm sorry that now all of a sudden it's riding season and you quote unquote, have to ride. I mean, it's a daily, you know, I've got time frames that are busier in each day that it, it's just part of it. But, you know, just, I guess what I'm saying is just have some freaking common courtesy. You know, we started this podcast out with uh, motorcycle riding etiquette. Yeah. It rapidly. Yeah. It went got sidetracked. Today was a, today was a bitch fest. You know, sometimes in life, it just makes a person feel better to, to vent. I don't know what it is, but man, I was just, it's, it just floored again, it's me. It's drinking your Jameson out of a straw. <laughs> straw, but it's a good straw. It's the one of them curly kind, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. With the, the kids um, have with the sparkles with on the it. umbrella. You see my pinky out. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Grease covered pinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just is what it is. I but. don't know. It just, sometimes a person's got a vent. So let's talk about a couple of points about motorcycle etiquette when you're out riding. Ah, that's, that's a good point. You know, I've been pissing and moaning like a little Nancy all this whole time. So other than well, giving, you do have on a tutu. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my tassels on my titties. got my pink well, poo tutu on. After your on. fourth class. Yeah. Hey, that seems to be just logical. <laughs> it's just par. Par. So other than the motorcycle wave that everybody does to everybody else you out know riding. What? <laughs> it, it, am I an asshole? I, I don't, don't initiate a wave. And I don't wave unless somebody, I actually physically see them wave. And then that's just common courtesy. You wave yeah, back. Yeah. It, you know, that's kind of what we're going into. You know, I got through a phase where I absolutely hated the motorcycle wave. I don't know what it I was. I still do. 
it was just kind of like f off. Yeah, we're both on motorcycles. Whoop de freaking do! I don't wave at people driving by going in yeah. a car unless they're yeah. coming. We're passing each other on my dirt road. It's because I know them. I'm so anti anti everything that it's. I'm antisocial. Oh man, it's just one of those things that's like, like people being like, "Hey, what's up, brother?" Because we're on motorcycles. I'm not your freaking brother. Don't okay? even know you. Exactly. And I know there's a lot there's of There's plenty that. of motorcycle riders that are dicks. <laughs> there is that. And I get it. Do what you want to do. It makes you happy. But I'm not your brother. So when they give me that motorcycle wave, like it is all I can do to wave back. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, me too. So, In fact, after this conversation, I think I'm going to take on a new deal where I won't wave back. Won't wave back. Well, Screw them. He, here's the funny thing about that is I thought the same way. And I don't know what it is. Like this seems so sacrilegious to motorcyclists because like that seems to be as coveted as putting a, a bell on your bike, you know. So I got oh, to. Oh, that's real. Yeah, I got to where I got I would, a bell. So do I. And it's bad juju not to have the bell. It's underneath. one of those things. It's like, oh, I got a motorcycle. Someone's got to give me a bell, you know. <laughs> but I got to where I was waving like the most absolute ridiculous waves ever. Like both hands in the air, shaking them like I don't care. Like that's how I would wave back to people <laughs> instead of doing the old cool guy, chin up, two finger down and out. Like I would just go absolutely ridiculous. Really? On waving back. But... Or that when they're two up, it's always the woman on the back of the bike that does the wave. As if she's the designated waver. Waver, yeah, exactly. And the, and, the, and the guy that's behind the bars is the guy that's just Mr. Cool. Yeah, tough Can't even guy. bother looking. No, no. My wife doesn't wave either. I'm like, hey, have you ever noticed that all the women always Your wave on the back? Your wife scares me. She scares me, dude. And I'll she's tiny. <laughs> she's tiny a and sweet looking, and I wouldn't turn my back on her. Oh, she's a firecracker, but... She reminds me of a full-size fire hose that somebody laid down and turned on. <laughs> and just, I mean, it you don't will, know where it's going at any given time. It's it's dangerous. Yes, yes. So here's something that I, and I don't think it's just because I'm a mechanic or work on bikes. but Oh, and by the way, Mrs. Lewis, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> we're, we're cool. We're, I hope cool. we're cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is something that... I inherently always do. And I don't think it's just because I'm a, a mechanic, but uh, you see a motorcycle on the side of the road, you know, most cars are just like beaming them as close as they can to them, you know, buzzing them, whatever. Like you see a bike over on the side of the road. I'll pull over for that. Yeah. Pull over and say, Hey man, you good. You need anything. You just smoking. I, mean, I ride a victory. I've never had that occasion, but, <laughs> but you never know, you know, the guy, Either no matter what it is, you pull over and ask. At yeah. very minimum, ask, "Hey, can we help you?" Or if nothing else, can I call somebody for you? You need to use my phone. Yeah, a lot of guys are like, "No, nah, man, I'm just smoking." Yeah, <laughs> but you know, just have the courtesy to be like, "Hey, you know, you guys good?" Even if you do the whole slow down and stop in the in the traffic or in the in the road and be like, "Hey, you know, you good? You, what do you need?" Because people don't realize. On a motorcycle, say it's crap weather, like you're exposed to the weather, you're exposed to the heat, you're exposed to the sun, you're exposed to traffic. You don't have a place to just sit down. You break down in a car, well, you can sit there in your car, protected by the elements, protected by all incoming traffic, things like that. On a bike, you don't have that. So well, it comes could, under the category of the age-old adage, do unto others as you would want them to do to right, you. Right, right. I don't know how many times I've passed somebody or stopped and thought, you know... 
man, if I didn't stop, would this guy be sitting out here for hours upon hours waiting for someone to stop or waiting for anything? Like, you never know what their issue is. And as bikers helping other bikers, you know, just stop and say, hey, dude, you good? You need something? Or are you all right? Whatever it is. You know, <laughs> you just never know what what's going on. So I think that's one of those common courtesy things. The etiquette of it is, is, you know, if you're going to do the biker wave to them, but then haul ass past them as they're broke down on the side of the road or sitting on the side of the road. That's kind of, I would like to input something else too. people stop trying to be somebody you're not Mm. just be yourself, whatever yourself is. Yeah. That's life, dude. Uh, I guess so. It grinds on me, but it seems like that's a whole lot more prevalent nowadays. Right. Right. Or is it just me getting older? I acknowledge that maybe in a lot of cases, that's what it is. Just me being a grumpy old man, and maybe it's <laughs> yeah. always been that way. Yeah. But I seem to notice it more often now. Yeah, probably. And it pisses me off more often. Yeah, it's just one of those things that's like, you know, be a freaking decent human being, even if you're not. Yeah. Just try to your best to be a decent human being to, you know, whoever else is out there riding or whoever else is around you. Like, have some forethought in your freaking mind to understand that the world does not revolve around just you and you only. Like there's other shit going on. There's other things going on. You know, the old saying, like, you don't know what someone's going through until you've walked a a mile in their shoes. Like, you know, have that somewhat of that mentality when you, when you're out there, something else that just, it just kind of gets all over me is, you know, like in parking lots, I know this is going to seem really, really ridiculous, but you know, when a motorcycle is trying to get parked, I always see cars just right up on them. Like they should just be able to whip right in and, and park and no problem. Well, on a bike, you got to think about, are you on a hill? Which way is the hill leaning? Do I need to back in or back out? Am I carrying a rider? Like give a dude some space. Don't it's crowd It's not as simple as a mathematical problem is just pulling in and getting out of your car. Right. You know, you got to think about most guys, which I guess a lot of guys leave their bikes in gear, but Say you're pulling into a parking spot that's pointed uphill or downhill. Like you got to figure out which way you want the bike to lean, how you got to egress into this thing. And then you got other people just freaking evil eyeing you trying to say like, just get parked so I can go somewhere else. Dude, give them some space, give them a little bit of time. Most likely they've got someone on the back and they can't handle parking it by themselves. So the woman's then got to get off and then you got to get parked and then you got to take all your shit off. Just, have some courtesy for people around you. Give them the space. Don't rush them. Don't make them. So nervous. I detect a theme of this podcast. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Exactly. Good advice for everyone. Well, that kind of wraps it up for this episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. We appreciate you sticking around and listening to our nonsensical babble. A couple of things before we go. I'd like to congratulate Frank Costello. I hope I said that name right. From Des Moines, Iowa. He was this month's winner of the Joe Rocket Phoenix Summit Jacket plus a $25 gift certificate from the good folks at the Lake of the Ozarks Harley Davidson in Missouri. Frank will be coming down for Lake of the Ozarks Bike Fest, so perhaps he will be able to use that certificate when he comes on down. Coming up in the next episode, we're going to be talking about women motorcycle riders. Also, So you've decided to start your own motorcycle club. We're going to go over some of the do's, the don'ts, and why you would really want to or perhaps not want to. So check us out next time. In the meantime, you can always go to randomthoughtsfromtheroad.com 
and be sure to register for our monthly free giveaway. Frank did. He's got himself a new jacket. Maybe you can get yourself something cool, too. We just like giving away stuff. So until the next time, stay safe and keep riding on two wheels.